What is up, y'all? This is DWC, Defense Wins Championships. We are in the divisional round of the playoffs now. Um, we will not be having too many, or we're not going to have any headlines. We're just going to go straight into the games and then our picks. Um, not too much stuff has happened this week. We're hoping for um, some coaching hires at the end of the week, but those will probably be near the offseason further on or you know, in the coming weeks. So when that happens, we will definitely be speaking on and then letting you guys know. Um, but make sure you guys can listen to us on Apple Podcasts and Spotify Podcasts. This episode will be coming out Friday. Um, it will be, it. you know, I dropped this shit at like 2, 3 in the morning. So if you're up, listen. If not, uh, on your way to work tomorrow, it will be out um, while you're eating lunch or whatever. Tune in and for the games, tune in. So. We can uh, help you with any decisions that you're making for your betting or your gambling or your picks. Uh, speaking of picks, we are sponsored by Winstreaks. This is a free app, 100% completely free. Uh, just download the app on Android or on Apple and make your picks. It can be more than just NFL games, but we mostly do the NFL games. You can pick NBA, NHL, college basketball college football is over but you could pick college football and uh bet all you got to do is you bet five uh wins five teams to win uh each day and at the end of the week it'll compile all the points that you earn from your picks if you pick someone that has a higher rate of winning you'll get less points than if you were to pick an underdog it'll compile it all in the top 100 you can earn up to $2,000 um, in that week. So it's a great app. We use it. We love it. Uh, got our friends on it, friends and family on it. Um, it's completely free, like I said. So there's nothing to lose and everything to gain. And we that's why we partnered with them. It's a great, great opportunity, great app, and great business that we hope to continue to be with into the next season. Um, let's go ahead and get into the wild card round. Um, definitely a sad weekend for both of our teams. <laughs> I don't know whose was sadder. Uh, Probably. Uh, uh, it's actually pretty even, I would say. Yeah, but I mean. Uh, I mean. No, you know what? It, it might be y'all. Y'all had a better chance of winning. I would say so, yeah. I mean, you could probably say the Browns for sure. I mean, we both, both of our teams lost. Um, one team lost more than the other. I'm just going to go ahead and say that. Only <laughs> one close game. The entire Only world. One close game. Um, yeah, let's go ahead and get let's get gears out of the way with Browns. At the Texans. The Texans <laughs> won 45 to 14. Yeah, how man. Do you, how do you feel? How do you feel? Yeah, rough. Definitely a rough showing <laughs> from the Browns. Um, I was actually, like, I was feeling good going into this game. I'm not going to lie. Um, the Texans' defense hasn't been great all year. The back end hasn't been great. Um, obviously, we won against them without C.J. Stroud on the field the first mm -hmm. game that we played them in. Um, ultimately, I think I... I don't want this game, if any Browns fans are listening, I don't want this game to ruin what happened this season for them, right? Because mm -hmm. we did have 
an absurd amount of people on IR and key positions out the entire year. Like, I really don't think we should have even been in position to have a have the what third best record, fourth best record in the entire AFC. Twenty seven percent of our team was on IR, which is almost unheard of. I think someone ran the numbers and it was like only two teams in the past thirty years have gone positive with over twenty five percent of their team on IR, and it was the nine and eight titans in 2018 i'm pretty sure those are the only two teams and all the other teams that had 25 percent of their team on ir were like five wins three wins four wins six wins like no one above six wins at all so what the browns accomplished this year was still impressive and it shows to me and puts more faith into me about stefanski and andrew barry and what type of team and culture they built around them. <clears throat> in saying that, they got fucking outcoached in this game. <laughs> so that's mm-hmm. my spiel on the Browns. Like, 100%, the season wasn't lost. Like, we sh- realistically, we knew what Flacco was. I said it. If we turn the ball over, we're going to lose the game. And ultimately, Flacco threw two pick sixes back-to-back to start the half in the second half of the game. And that is what... That's where the game got away from us. Um, but hats off to the Texans. I was shitting on uh, Slowick as the OC. Perfect game plan. I think he completely outcoached Schwartz the entire time through this game. Like, Schwartz was being stubborn. I heard numerous people say that Schwartz was said, we're going to do what we have always done all year, and... It's worked all year. We're going to live and die by this way of manning up and not adjusting and just playing more physical football, which obviously it didn't end up working. Now, they did get a stop out of the half when we were down by 10. It was 24 to 14. Texans got the ball at half. They came out. We got a stop. And then that's when Flacco threw a pick six. And then on the very next possession, a pick six again. So, by no means did Schwartz defense play well in the first half, but they did show some life on that very first drive in the second half, which made me think, okay, we're still in the game, and he adjusted a little. But, I mean, fuck, hats off to the Texans. Rookie QB, Stroud played out of his mind. D'Amico Ryan, we know how he is. I would, ar- I would even argue, I don't know if you would agree with me, mm-hmm. um, that D'Amico Ryan's a better defensive mind than Schwartz is. Oh, yeah, 100%. I mean, a lot of, uh, like, obviously, Schwartz has the tenure and the Super Bowl, and we know what he's done to the Browns to help them this Mm -hmm. year. That's another thing to talk about the splits, but I think D'Amico Ryan is more up to date with the NFL standard today, and what he's done with the Texans defense is amazing. Plus, he just seems like a general, like, like an overall great coach. Oh, yeah. Um, I mean, Texans hit it out the park with getting it. Yeah, I think the reason I was okay going into this game was because of Schwartz and his experience in the playoffs, if that makes sense. Like, I knew our splits – like, our splits are unheard of. We're number one in the league at home on defense, like, in every statistic, and we're dead last in the league on the road, which I don't think I even brought it up last podcast episode. 
but I, I didn't think it would matter because usually in the playoffs, defenses tighten up. You know what I mean? Like mm -hmm. the experience from Schwartz and we've had guys that have been to the playoffs before. I thought it would be okay on the road, not 45 points. I thought it would be like, all right, we can hold them to at least 20, 24 points. That's what mm -hmm. I was thinking. So, I mean, shit, those splits unheard of in the NFL and congrats to the Texans on what they did. Yeah, I mean, this game was hilarious, man. This game was hilarious. Was something. See, the only, and you know, I can say this, and you know, if when I say this, it's it's going to make Reed and all the Browns fans cringe. But the funniest thing, I think, it's got to be top three funniest things to me in the NFL, is throwing a pick six. Getting the ball back and throwing another pick six immediately. I mean, that's that that's how you lose a game. Like that you cannot recover. Funniest, that is the funniest <laughs> thing I've ever seen in my life. Not only to this man, shout out Steven Nelson, still, you know, former Steeler, still doing great things. God's work for me. Not only do you throw an 82 yard interception, you walk back and throw another. <laughs> Interception for a touchdown. It wasn't Shout even out like Christian Harris. That's my the, the second one wasn't even like all right, whatever. Like they knew the play. D'Amico Ryan, there was a clip of him telling them yeah, exactly dude, what to do on the dude. play. Dumb. Like that that is fine. Like the Dumb. first one, the first one is exactly why I wasn't a hundred percent confident in Flacco <laughs> because it was just the dumbest decision I've ever seen. Like and Baker's had some stupid decisions the last few years, like on the Browns. And I've seen some terrible QB play, but like that's what you get with him. And we talked about that for four weeks. It's like one second he's leading a eight play drive down the field, five great throws. Defenders couldn't do anything about it. And then all of a sudden he's under duress and he just throws the ball up like a fucking 500 game. Like I, I, I just don't understand. Did the Ravens live this way when he was their QB? Like, holy fuck. Yeah, but that kind of shit was like, I mean, the good thing about him doing that is that they had a defense that could immediately stop the offense from doing anything. Well, that's what that's ultimately like. RT, uh, to be fair, our defense was never the same when Miles hurt his shoulder in the Broncos game. If you look at like the splits, even at home, besides the Bears game, the Bears game they played amazing. But once Miles hurt his shoulder, I don't think he ever fully recovered in the season. And our defense was allowing, like, it went downhill points per game, not many sacks, like, all of it. And Maurice Hurst got hurt. But I mean, obviously, we were injury prone the entire time. Mm -hmm. But that defense. Like when Flacco would throw, because he had what four, five pick sixes in six games. You know mm -hmm. how crazy that is. Like to even say that out loud. Four to six pick sixes in five games. Like, what even is that? How are you supposed to win football games like that? <laughs> and the Browns, the Browns have been leading the league in turnovers the entire year. Like they've been one to three the entire year, ended up number one at the end. To get 11 wins is insane to lead in that category. That's like the only reason I'm not like a hunt, like 
super pissed off that we lost this game. You know what I mean? The way we lost it was not a nice taste in my mouth at the end of the year, of course. You never want to get blown out, but yeah, pause. But um, <laughs> but ultimately, it's like Sour we were. Taste. Yeah, I mean, ultimately, we were so broken and beat up at the end of the year. Like it is what it is, and that's kind of where I'm at. Yeah, I mean, all the like the hype and everything with the Browns fans in Cleveland, all the people that travel to uh, Houston for the game. You know, you guys have been dog fights and beating up on teams, and then just to come out and get absolutely just fucking mollywopped. It's yeah. just crazy. <laughs> crazy. Yeah. D'Amico Ryans, I mean, you know how I feel about him. Former Bama player. That's my guy. Um, yeah. I think, I think the great thing about this game is that you could 100% see the gears turning in his head on calling the defense. I mean, for what he has done, because, I mean, what Schwartz has done with the Browns defense has been good. But, you know, they've got some they've got some good names, you know, on their defense. And D'Amico's working with um, Will Anderson, Christian Harris, who is, you know, I think I th- he he's from BIM as well. I think he's a great linebacker, but he got injured, so he was a late draft pick. Um, Steven Nelson, journeyman, corner. Um, Derek Steenley, um, and your boy Jonathan Jonathan Greenard. Yeah, he's actually pretty good. He, he's been, he's been um, both of them have been amazing. Um, if you see their uh, win rate and the the you know getting sacks, getting tackles for losses, they have been amazing. So what D'Amico has done with this group, you know, by far has been great. And, you know, as we say, defense does win championships. It does help to get two pick sixes to build up your lead. But it is a testament to to show how much a quarterback matters in this league. And it's different than you. You can build a lead. And you can immediately fuck that lead up if you have bad play. And CJ, CJ, CJ had a good game. He did this. It just felt like when I was watching CJ, it just felt like he was just, you know, comfortable out of house state again. I mean, these people were just fucking wide open. It was the third quarter and I needed Ronnie Hickman's pads on my desk now. Yeah. He was good. Him and Newsom were getting cooked the entire game. The fact that a tight end is wide open, come on. Like, nasty work. It was was nasty work. Um, Yeah, shout out to Texans, man. They had a great game plan. Coaches were in their Duffy. The whole staff was in their Duffy. Um, Yeah. I mean, that's that's, that's the issue with having um, an old head. Uh, and Jim Schwartz as your coordinator, there's a, you know, some of them get stuck in their ways and get stubborn. And and I was talking to uh, one of our friends um, who probably be on the pod next season. His name is Jordan. Uh, shout out Jordan Davis. That's my guy. But we're talking about this game and he was like, dude, like why we're like, because we're talking about this game. And we're talking about the Rams and Lions, which we'll talk about later. 
in the Packers and Cowboys. And I was like, he's like, bro, like, how are these people open and whatnot? And I was like, dude, you don't know how hard in in the Brown the Browns run man, but you don't know how hard it is to run man, and you don't have the personnel to run man. If if, if defense has the personnel to run man, that means they have some fucking athletes. Like well, we have- were that was the problem is. We, man, the fucking Browns defense, they could not handle simple concepts, which affected us throughout the entire year. Like the Rams, um, Broncos, and Texans took advantage of it like a motherfucker. (laughs) And think about who the offensive minds are on those teams, right? Yeah. Like Schwartz showed so much weakness in – like newer offensive minds and that that to me is a red flag already but yeah he just chose not to adjust which was a problem now the game did get out of hand like i said because of flacco and who knows how the game would have gone if flacco didn't throw two pick sixes but that's what that's where it is so yeah shout out to texans um at least with the Browns, there's not there's like there's some you know issues they'll have to address, you know, in the off season, especially with age of linemen and whatnot, and who they're going to keep and who they're going to let go on the defensive side. And but I mean the Texans, Texans are looking up, and I saw the I was looking at the stats because I was like. You know, I like as a Steelers fan, I like to shit on Miles Garrett, but I actually think Miles Garrett is a you know future Hall of Famer. I'm not a fucking moron, <laughs> but I was looking at like the stats and um, the games that he he has played against Laramie Tunsil. Laramie Tunsil has been just a complete neutralizer. He's Miles he's Garrett. been good against him, and I mean Laramie Tunsil's you know that's a Hall of Famer too. He's a fucking he's a fucking beast, man. Yeah, I mean, it's Tunsil and uh, what's his name on the 49ers? Trent. Yeah, I mean, those two they're, are... They're, the, one of, they're one of them ones. Yeah. One of them ones. Um, it did, I mean, the thing about the Texans and, like, the best way to attack the defense for the Browns is get the ball out fast. And Stroud was throwing the ball at, like, two seconds a clip. So I don't care who you are. You could be fucking Reggie White. You're not getting back there in two seconds to sack the QB on a seven drops, like a seven step drop. Like it's just not possible. So when people are running wide open like that, it's chalked already. <laughs> yeah. I mean, this game could have gotten, they could have put 50 up if he would have hit Nico. Yeah. Streaking down. Uh, I can't believe he left that man. I thought he was going to hit that shit. All right. Let's talk about the King. Let's talk about the King next game. <laughs> Next game, Dolphins and Chiefs. <laughs> Why are you Chiefs, saying it like that? Chiefs won 26-7. Because, man, it is so hard. It is so hard to, de- to defend people just who play. Listen, listen, listen. You don't need to defend him at this point. There is no defending. I've been saying it for two years now. Cold arm allegations. He's not built for the playoffs. He's not built to win in the NFL. Shout out to him, man. Yeah. yeah. 15 Shout QBR. 
Shout out, shout out to him, man, bro. <laughs> That's nasty. It's so bad, bro. It was negative what thirty. Yeah, it don't matter, man. <laughs> the like they did this to them. It's the same thing with the game we'll talk about for the last game. They did this to themselves. They had ample opportunity to have home field, and they folded. Yep. So I got no sympathy for the for the Dolphins. I don't like. I don't know. This is weird because obviously, you know, we're gonna look at this. And, you know, Tua played horrible. Tua played so bad. It was terrible. One of the worst games I've ever seen from him. Um, but I don't really know. And, you know, this is this is 95. No, this is 92% Tua, right? The other 8% I'm giving to Mike McDaniel. Because I don't know what he was trying to do. Like, they started off... You know, the run game was working a little bit, and then they went away from it. And then later when they need to catch back on the lead, they go back to the run. The run. And at this point, if you're rolling out with Tua, I'm going to just die by it. You know, if I, you know, if I need, I, I need to get back in this game, I'm just going to die by it. If we lose and, you know, the cold arm allegations cook him, yeah, you know that's just what that's just what we're gonna ride with, honestly. Um, yeah, it was it was bad, and, and this is this is what this is what I tell people on what keeps the Chiefs, you know, dangerous. That defense, man, for some reason, that defense just fucking locks in in the playoffs. Yeah, they always do lock into the playoffs. I don't, I don't understand because I, I mean, me and you do not like Spagnoodle at all. Like, I hate, I literally hate him, the way he calls defenses and shit. But that, I mean, everyone's locked in every time the playoffs come around. Yeah, I mean, to me, the game it was a tale of two QBs, is how I saw this game. Fuck the defenses. Fuck the weather. Patrick Mahomes outplayed the fuck out of Tua, and it showed the separation between those two <laughs> completely. Like, there is no denying that Patrick Mahomes is supremely better than Tua at the game of football. I mean, that's really what it came down to to me. I mean, look at, look at the weapons on each side of the ball. Like, Tua has, what, top five weapons in the league, mm -hmm. you would say? Mm -hmm. And Patrick Mahomes has... I'm not even counting Kelsey anymore. That motherfucker is not a top five tight end right now. You know now. how I feel about that fat ass. Yeah, Kelsey is not a top five tight end right now. I don't care if he's a Hall of Famer. It is what it is. But this man, Patrick Mahomes, is making it work with Noah Gray and Justin Watson. And Holt, I mean, Miko Hardman, the, the Chiefs should have been up by more. Miko Hardman couldn't find the ball at all in the game. I think it was early in the second quarter. Patrick Mahomes threw like a 60-yard pass. It dropped right in front of Miko's head. I don't know what was going on with him, but he could not see shit. It does help that the Chiefs have a solid run game this year, and Pacheco has been very good, very consistent all year. Mm-hmm. 
But I mean, the the Dolphins also were super injury like riddled on defense. This was just like you said, no remorse for the Dolphins. They they fucked up. They could have had home field advantage through the playoffs until they met the Ravens. Definitely no remorse for them. Um, but this was just a disaster after they lost that last game to the Bills. They had to go to the Chiefs. It was like the coldest day in two years mm-hmm. in Kansas City. They couldn't run the football. They were injured on defense against the best QB in football. Like, what? I mean, there was no chance, right? Two can't play in cold weather. This was like the biggest no-brainer to pick the Chiefs in the entire playoffs. Yeah, I mean, it was it was all types of bad. I mean, the only one that they scored on was an underthrow to Tyreek, which I mean, I you know I think it's easy it's easy to underthrow Tyreek just because he moves so fucking fast. But like this was like egregious underthrow. Um. Yeah, I mean, this is a big uh, Rasheed Rice coming out party. Eight for 130 and one TD. Could have another TD, but it got called back. Um, we, we've both been Rasheed Rice fans. Um, you know, I, th- I think Rasheed Rice is a great number two wide receiver. Not, not, you know, he's not a number one, at least to me. Uh, I think he's a great number two. And like Ree like Ree said earlier, y'all know how I, how I feel about Travis Kelsey. Seven to 71. Um, but yeah, I mean, the Dolphins, the Dolphins had to fight big in this game because there's, you know, nobody on that defense. I mean, I swear to God, I swear to God, I saw Reed at edge rusher and I was playing middle linebacker. Like it was, (laughs) it was bad. Nobody there, you know, there's people on that defense that are going to be bagging groceries next year. Like it was bad, but. As we said, and you know, I'm not even talking. I'm not even talking about the Bills. You know, they lost to the Bills. I'm not even talking about that. Y'all fucked around and lost to the Titans. This could have been all avoided if you beat the Titans. I'm not saying. I mean, you could have still lost, but you would at least been in Miami. You just didn't beat the Titans. Yep. And you fucked up. And as much as you know, we say defense wins championships it is also really good um in the playoffs and going further to have a balanced offense and that's what the chiefs have pacheco 24 89 and one touchdown it's a great way to chew the clock when you have a lead and you know when it's cold as fuck nobody's trying to get hit you know nobody's trying to fucking have a successful run game like if you're a defense you don't want them to have a successful run game on you Cold as fuck. He ain't trying to be hitting people all like that. Um, Yeah, I mean, this was out of all the games, and I mean, our record was shit. Where we go? Two and five. Two and five. Well, two and the one we got right. (laughs) Two and four. There's only six games. Two and four. We went two and four, right? Yes. Two and four, but like. This was the easiest pick, I think, out of oh yeah, all the games. Um, besides maybe like the Bills and Steelers, but I mean we got that wrong. 
Yeah, we, like, trolled. we trolled. We trolled. I'm a Steelers fan. What are you going to say about me? You know what I mean? But, <laughs> Definitely um, trolled on that one. But we we knew, like, there's no shot that the Dolphins beat the Chiefs at the Chiefs' place. And it's not, you know I mean, it's hard to play in Kansas City anyway with the fans and stuff. It's super loud over there. But, I mean, they were. the cold arm allegations are just, man, it is so bad. We're about to get our first uh, Patrick Mahomes road playoff game in his six-year career. That sounds stupid to say out loud, but it's true. <laughs> yeah. So what do you? So what do you? If you're the Dolphins, like oh, you God. are, you already extended to a. Like you, you, make like it you, work. you, you took his fifth year. Do you give him an extension? You got to make it work. You don't give him an extension. Hell no. Is it all on Tua? Probably not, but at the same time, <laughs> it I don't know how to explain it, because like there's no way that the Dolphins are one in five against plus five hundred teams this year just because of Tua, right? Yeah. Like there's no way. They I mean, word in the street is they're soft. It's just a soft-ass football <laughs> team. <laughs> I mean, what else can I say? Like, I don't. I really don't know. I mean, is two of the answer? I don't think so. I don't think he'll ever win a Super Bowl. I just don't think he's ever going to be that type of QB in the NFL. I think Kirk Cousins is better than Tua. So. Uh. So so what what is what is Tua's comp? Who would you give his comp? Don't be disrespectful. Uh, is there a comp for Tua though? Like I think he's above average as an NFL QB. I just don't think he has like to win in the AFC. Like he like is he a Jared Goff? I mean I would say so. I would say he's a goth. It's just like, but think about it. Like for QBs like that, you like for QBs who, if you move them off their spot and they just crumble, like how can you play in the AFC? You know what I mean? Because. Yeah, he, I mean, he's a he's a timing QB, and he struggles mightily under pressure when he gets moved off his spot. You know who that sounds like? It sounds like Baker Mayfield. I knew you were gonna say Baker Mayfield. Bro. It sounds like Jared Goff. Don't, don't be disrespectful. That's not disrespectful. It's like Baker is fantastic over the middle. He's not scared to throw over the middle. He's just been so inconsistent his entire career. I, I just don't think Baker was an AFC QB. You know what I mean? And ultimately, Tua might not be an AFC QB because if they don't get, if everything doesn't go their way in the regular season, if they don't win home field advantage and play in Florida and they have to go to, I mean, think about all the teams that play in the playoffs besides the Texans. Like you're playing outside in January in freezing fucking weather, the first round of the playoffs, right? Mm -hmm. Like, they don't win any of those games. 
They go to the Bills, they don't win. They go to the Chiefs, they don't win. They go to the Ravens, they don't win. Hell, they even go to the Browns, they probably don't win. It's just, it's a sad day. It's a sad day for Miami fans. What do you do? It's like you have to, as a Dolphin, like, as the team going forward, you have to, you have to, and it's, you know, it's impossible. But you have to be first in the AFC. It's the only way. Or Tua has to go to somewhere where there's a dome. Like that's that's the only way. So he's an NFC QB because most of the domes are in the NFC. Yeah. <laughs> nasty, bro. I hate doing this, man, because Tua's my guy. Tua won me arguably my favorite championship I've ever watched in Alabama. Maybe that Jay Coker year, man, that shit was nasty too. But yeah, I mean I'm literally gonna get something tattooed on me because of Tua. Insane dick eating. Like but it's just like you that's that's the that's like the 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 crutch of like having a QB like that is you have to spend so many resources protecting him. Like you can get by not saying you should do this, but like it's, it's, it's like a, it's like on the spectrum, right? You either have a fully protected QB. I'm trying to think of one, like, like a, like a, like a Jordan love, Jordan love. Um, his line is like fucking phenomenal. I don't know how the Packers do it. The Packers are just elite at getting quarterbacks, wide receivers, and linemen. They're all like great at super high and pass blocking. Or, you know, if I you know, if I could do a throwback like Drew Brees, like just someone that like Tua can just sit back there and read a book. Either have that, or you have like in the middle, like Patrick Mahomes. Sometimes he has to ad lib because his line is ass sometimes. Um, but overall they hold up just enough for him or you have like the worst which is like the Bengals. and you see what happens when you have a line like the Bengals. your qb's out for the season so you have to now that you have two you have to um use all your resources into getting him getting him a solid line and that's resources you're taking away from filling other spots that need money yeah, I mean, a lot of it was injuries. They were very injury-prone on the O-line all year. But, I mean, when you get to the playoffs and you lose, and you lose in that type of fashion, no one's going to remember that. You know right. what I mean? <laughs> but you only scored one time in the second <laughs> quarter. The second quarter is the only time you scored. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, they're, they're going to they're gonna have to figure some shit out because... You know, if I'm the Dolphins organization, and you probably agree with me, um, I'm taking that L. And we're getting... It's, it's just so hard to not have a 6'2-plus quarterback that can move around. In today's NFL, like, like having a Tua, it's just hurting yourself. It's it's really like, and this is how I felt with Baker too. It's and Kirk, even Kirk Cousins. It's like, if shit isn't going right, then you're gonna lose. It, it feels like everything has to be 
set up for you to have success, right? Mm-hmm. Because there is no ad lib. It's like if your line has a bad day, you lose the game. But with like Pat Mahomes and Josh Allen and Joe Burrow, your line can have a bad game and you can still win the game because of the plays they make out of structure. Mm-hmm. But for guys that are statues in the pocket, it's like you have to be able to protect him or the whole game's going to go fucking AWOL. Yeah. I mean, that's what these QBs get paid top dollar. Um, that you'll get that QB, you know, 65, 70% of the time will shrug that first guy off or will be able to run away from that first guy, set their feet, make the throw. But if someone gets back there, too, it's just on his back. Yeah. Pause. Like, it's just, you you know if you're getting pressure on him, it's going to, you you know, you're going to fuck the whole offense up. And that's what, that's what I think makes it harder for Mike McDaniel and why, like, some of these games, especially against like the top teams, he's not in his Duffy on play calling is because of the play style of Tua and the play style of who he has. I mean, it's always, you know, nice to have speed and guys who run four threes and four twos, but you know, when you need to make that clutch, you know, third down and four slant over the middle, you need that big body wide receiver to catch that, take a hit and get that first down. And a lot of the wide receivers, you know, not you know, Terry Kill is going to be a Hall of Famer. I love Jalen Waddle, all that. But like, a lot of the routes are like timing routes. Like, take you take a couple seconds and then they'll be open. Um, and that that just takes too long, especially when you don't have a good line. That just takes too long. And then that kind of just fucks the whole game plan up. So. Shout out, shout out Kansas City. Uh, they're going to be a tough out anyway, and they got their shit together. Um, it was it was super rough for them in the beginning, and they got their shit together. And now we'll have to see how they do next week. Sir. Let's go ahead into the next game, um, the Packers and the Cowboys. Packers won 48-32. This is not what I expected at all. Yeah, I feel like I almost let down my agenda because I didn't pick the Packers <laughs> and just didn't ride with them the entire time. But I mean, overall, my agenda is looking great. Jordan Love, top 15 QB, you could probably argue higher. Packers made the playoffs. They are not skipping a beat without Aaron fucking Rodgers on this team. And I'm loving every second of it because I mm-hmm. hate Aaron Rodgers. If anyone knows me, he is my least favorite NFL player probably of all time. He is so fucking annoying. I mean, the Cowboys had no fucking answers in this game. I don't know mm-hmm. how else to put it. They, they couldn't stop the Packers at all. And then the Packers went up by so much that they were just slowing their offense down and trying to run the clock out. And that's kind of how the Cowboys got back in the game. Mm-hmm. Not even back in the game. It was just kind of closer, I guess. The Cowboys all year, though, have not been able to stop the run. And they caught a team that ended up the seven, seven seed 
that had the leading rusher the last three games of the year. Like, what are the odds of that? Yeah. <laughs> Aaron Jones was the leading rusher the last three games of the year when he came back healthy and just was gashing them all fucking day. And then they were hitting him with the play action. Jordan Love was fading away, throwing it backwards, not even looking. This game was a mess for the Cowboys. Yeah, it was. Man, them, them Jordan Love bootlegs. I was just seeing. I was just seeing twelve back there. Yeah, <laughs> it's just Jordan Love was just pulling off the. When I seen that man throw that ball. I mean, 16, 21, 272, three touchdowns. Just like, um, I mean, he had similar stats to C.J. Stroud, but the way that Jordan Love was getting these yards, man. And, you know, it was unfortunate for my agenda because Jana Reed did absolutely nothing. That's zero. Zero receptions, zero yards. But I think... I mean, Romeo Dobbs was just running free, wide open, just sitting in the pockets of the uh, Cowboys defense. Um, and it's it's so weird. Like, obviously, the Cowboys haven't had Trayvon Diggs the whole season, but like, the rise and fall of Deron Bland needs to be studied. He was getting cooked. He's not a good man corner, though. He was getting absolutely cooked. And what what was up with, like, what was up with the Cowboys and the Browns? What was up with these coaches getting, just getting absolutely bent over? I mean, Dan Quinn was getting, boy, it was out back. Yeah. It was mad. <laughs> Man. But, like, Dak also threw two picks. Like, yeah, I mean, one was a pick six, so. Yeah. I mean. He looked frantic, though. Like, to me, he looked frantic the entire game. And I feel like they really weren't taking that many deep shots like they usually would or throwing mm-hmm. downfield. I don't know. It just it just really wasn't, like... Ultimately, if these two teams played again, same with the Browns and Texans, I don't think it would end up that way. But that's, that's just sometimes how it goes. One game, one done. That's why the playoffs are so crazy. Yeah, I mean, when the Packers first scored in the first quarter, I was like, oh, shit. I was like, this better be a good game. And then the second quarter, they just went 20 points. I was like, god damn. I was like, there's no shot. Like, the cow- like the Cowboys are cooked. Um, but, yeah, I mean, it, it was weird because, like, like, it's, uh, I know it's especially weird for you because you have you know your Jordan Love agenda, but I was like the like the Cowboys, like when I, when we were picking at least for me in my mind we we're picking the Cowboys. I was like, bro, they can't like this can't happen again, right? I was like, yeah. they can't be one and done again. Like there's <laughs> no there's no way again, and it was just bad. My hater agenda on Tony Pollard lit fifteen of fifty six. Fucking bum. Um the Packers the Packers defense locked it in the last like couple weeks and they really flexed out uh that night. I mean and like I like I said about the Packers earlier, they just keep finding these wide receivers. I think uh 
Dontavian Wicks, dude. Dontavian nice. He's fucking good. I don't know where they find these motherfuckers, but he was nice. I mean, do we even like going forward for the Packers next year? Like, is Christian Watson even a threat anymore? Like, if I'm just running with these guys, I forgot about him. <laughs> exactly, exactly, bro. Like, I remember like the hype around him, like when he was coming back and stuff, and I was like, yeah. but. Yeah, the Packers completely smoked the Cowboys, smacked him in the face early and often. Um, Aaron Jones had a fucking fantastic game, which he always does against the Cowboys because he is from Texas. Um, all I'm going to say is my boy Bryce Young did better against the Packers than the Cowboys could ever, you know what I mean? My boy Bryce Young was slinging that bird. But, yeah, I mean... I knew there was going to be some upsets in the wild card round, but I I, th- I just didn't think that the Cowboys were going to do it again. They were, I didn't think they were going to fumble again. And Mike McCarthy is staying on the team. Um, how, how do you, how do you feel about that? Are you are you surprised about that? Uh, I'm a little bit surprised by that. I. If any coach got fired, I figured it would be him because of how Jerry just runs the team. But yeah, maybe he's waiting one more year for McCarthy, and then he'll decide on who he wants. I mean, he. I mean, Dak had his best year with McCarthy, so something was working. I just, you know, I don't know what what is going to happen next year for them, and you know who they're going to get, but. I mean, after after this game, bro, or is Dan Quinton getting calls? Like, is he still? Like, has anybody interviewed him? Like, I think he has, but he got fried. Yeah, by Lafleur in this game. <laughs> I mean, it's, it is it is, and you know, not not to not to open up more wounds on the Browns fans, but having someone having forty plus put on you is nasty. Yeah, that shit's ass. In the playoffs. Let alone in a regular season game, but the playoffs? Man. No, it was actually kind of funny to me because somehow the Browns started off the postseason with a quite awful loss. And then the then the Cowboys played. They took over. And then the Steelers didn't start out too hot, but they recovered. And then the Eagles, <laughs> like the Eagles and the Cowboys, to me had the two worst losses in the playoffs, and that's yeah. saying something because the Browns lost by thirty-one, right? <laughs> that shit's embarrassing. Speaking of embarrassing, we're gonna go into the Rams and the Detroit Lions coming home party for Matthew Stafford. Uh, the Detroit Lions won twenty-four to twenty-three. Um, it was a sad day. Sad day for Matthew Stafford fans, for the Rams fans. Um, his family was getting fucking heckled at by the Lions. He was getting booed, which I was like, what are y'all doing? Wild. Like, I, get, I get it's a playoff game, but bro, like, come on now. This is one of your greats. Um, but I, it was, it was weird seeing like, and it might have been, it's been like a theme for these playoffs, but like 
the play in the coaching from what I expect from some people just went out the fucking window. Like, what was, what, like, in the back half, I was, when I was watching this game, in the back half, in the second half of this game, I was like, yo, Stafford just doesn't want to win. I was like, this is, this is so, like, the Lions are making this game winnable for the Rams. And Stafford was just not capitalizing. I don't even think it was, like, honestly, I don't think it was Stafford. <laughs> it was, to me, it was more like the fucking, well, one, Sean McVay was not doing a great job on decision-making mm-hmm. in the last two minutes of each half. Like, three timeouts at the end of the first half. He still had all three timeouts, and then um, there was, like, what, a minute left on the clock on their mm-hmm. own, like, 15? Yeah. And they were averaging, like, almost 10 yards a clip on every single play. I was like, why are we not trying to get points here? They just took it to half. I was like, all right, that's strike one for Big Bay. Strike two was... Stafford and McVeigh could not figure out the timeouts in the second half. Yeah. Like, they literally wasted all their fucking timeouts in the third quarter, like early third quarter. I was like, what is happening? Such a weird... Like, the reason the Lions won this game is they were able to hold the Rams to not scoring touchdowns in the red zone. Mm-hmm. That was ultimately what it came down to because the Rams were more efficient offensively. Yeah. And got down into the red zone more often, but they just could not capitalize. Yeah, I mean, especially against the Rams' offense. I mean, the field goals that the Rams were hitting, Brad Maher hit a 24-yarder, a 27-yarder, and a 29-yarder. So, kudos to the Lions' defense. Uh, I know me and especially Reed have been shitting on you guys um, for the past weeks. Deservingly so. It's not, you know, you guys were playing like dog shit. But you guys, uh, when it you know when it came down to it, you guys fucking nudged it up. They handle um, handle business, handle business at home. But I mean, third quarter, just three field goals total. Like, no, it was the game was definitely winnable for the Rams, and then the Lions could have put this out of reach for the Rams. Yeah, it was it was weird seeing it because I bet the under on the game and. In the first half, it was like, all right, I'm fucked. Like, (laughs) like immediately, I'm fucked. There was, what, 38 points put up? It was a 53-point spread or something, 51. Mm -hmm. And just nothing from the Lions. No pulse at all in the second half from the Lions offense. The Rams could get down there. They just couldn't capitalize and score a touchdown. So, real, just real interesting game. It's so funny how fast-paced the first half was, and it was like, all right, no defense is playing at all. And then the second half, it was like, stop, 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 stop. Adjustments. Lions did what they had to do on defense. First, uh, what was the first win? And playoff win in like 30 years? Yeah, something like that. Let's, let's go, Lions. Let's see, let's see how you continue to do. Um, but yeah, I mean, not much else to say about this game. Uh, like Reed said, it kind of just fucking stalled out at the second half, which was uh, weird. Given the like the start of the the first half being thirty eight 
total points. And I was like, oh, shit, like, we're going to we're in for a long one. I mean, and, both QBs were wildly efficient. Like, yeah, both QBs played well. I think Goff only missed, like, three passes the entire game. Shout out. Shout out the Lions doing, doing God's work. Yeah. You picked the Rams, right? Or did you pick? Did I did pick, pick the Rams. Yeah, I'm not going to pick against Stafford. That motherfucker is a maniac. <laughs> Some of the throws he was making, I was like, all right. His team may be worse than the Lions, but that man, he is a GOAT. Yeah, like a solidified Hall of Famer. Mm-hmm. All right, let's go ahead and get into, you know, the great thing about this next game for me as a fan, a Steelers fan, this wasn't the worst game in the wild card round, bro. Yeah. I'm just, I'm just happy, man. It uh, started out like it was going to be. Yeah. And we got saved on a couple things. But that was, I mean, ultimately that was... That was what lost you the game, though. Going down 21 nothing, it was almost like, all right, you guys are done, no matter yeah. what happens. I know you guys got within one score, like, once or twice, but it still never felt like it was going to happen. Yeah. Um, yeah, the Bills beat the Steelers 31-17. to um, It was just, to me, about this game, Coaching and just effort. I mean, I don't care who, you know, who the hell the quarterback is. Quarterback can be Jalen Milrow. Letting a quarterback run for a 52-yard touchdown is fucking insane. The Bills were able to get get up early. <laughs> get play. up early. 21-0. Uh, uh, two touchdown passes to the tight ends, which the Steelers have been like bottom three in the in pass defense on tight ends um you know because mika mika's been out and my linebackers are fucking me back there and what once that happened and uh mason rudolph threw that costly interception in the end zone um it was it was going to be super hard for the steelers to come back um we did get it within one score but after that uh Kalu Shakir touchdown, which put it up thirty-one to seventeen. Um just a lack of effort from Mika Fitzpatrick on the tackle. That was an nasty touchdown. I was like, oh this game's fucking cooked. Um I mean relatively like same ish stats besides I mean the really the rushing yards from the Bills is oversaturated by that dumbass fifty two yard run. Um which it's always gonna it's always gonna be hard to um, handle cute you know runners that are QBs that run and risk their body out there because what you know one time they'll fucking run just keep running or run you over or you know try to juke or whatever and next time they're they're sliding so you never know what which one it's gonna be um, so I I understand you know defenders wanting to hesitate so they don't get a flag called on them. I mean, we hit Josh Allen when he slid. After he did that 52-yard run, probably thought he was going to try to do another one, and he slid. And we hit him and got a flag on us. Um, it's super hard to defend that. 
my answer to that if I was a linebacker, I'm just smoking you every time. Um, if you because if you run out there with me, bro, I'm just gonna smoke your ass. I'm not waiting to see if you're gonna slide or not. Um, but yeah, I mean, this was this was a tough game for Steelers fans. Um, we both picked the Steelers a lot, of, but we picked this thinking that the game was gonna be uh, Saturday, but they moved it to Monday because of the snow. Uh, obviously, the Steelers. I, we thought the Steelers had a better advantage in the snow so that Allen couldn't throw and we can just rely on the run game. Um, but the Bills the Bills did a good job against the run game. Um, and, uh, you know, going forward, I don't know what we about, I don't know what we about to do. Uh, I know we're going to do outside hire for the OC, which I deadass did a backflip when I saw that. <laughs> um, but you know, Josh Allen. Josh Allen had a, had a had a good game. Eight for seventy four on rushing and one touchdown. Um, like I said, with the fifty two yard rush, so it boosted that shit. But it's the same thing as this is why I think this game next week is going to be really good because the Bills were able to keep their play style balanced as well. Um, was able to give James Cook eighteen carries and Josh Allen threw for two hundred three and three touchdowns. I mean, what more can you ask for, you know, from your team? That's that's going to win you games, most likely, if the other team is not doing the same thing. But, yeah, I mean, my team fucking sucks, man. I don't know what else to tell you. Yeah, I honestly don't know why I picked the Steelers. Well, we picked them because of the snow. I know, but still, looking back at it, that was a wild ass pick. I mean, we were nine point five underdogs. <laughs> yeah, that was just that is nasty as fuck. Yeah. Um. <laughs> any 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 praise you want to give Josh Allen? <clears throat> yeah, I mean Josh Allen played well. Uh, I think the game was over in the what's first quarter when they went up twenty one nothing. Yeah, fourteen nothing, and then they scored again. I needed the Steelers to cover plus 10. I thought they could at least do that, but they were just teasing it the entire game, weren't they? After the first quarter, they were just climbing back, climbing back, climbing back, <laughs> and just nope. They said, fuck you. Fuck your plus 10. Yeah, that's what happens when you, if you get yourself in a hole that fast, same thing with the Browns. It's, it's just demoralizing trying to come back from that. I was, I was shocked. I knew as soon as they went up twenty-one nothing, I was like, "There's no way they cover this plus 10. <laughs> I thought they were. I thought once we scored, I was like, "Okay, well, we would have covered it if Mason didn't throw that <laughs> interception." Yeah, you're probably right. That interception really did change the game. Yeah. What were they up? Fourteen nothing at the time, and that would have been fourteen seven. Yeah, because we After- scored. We scored. It would have been fourteen fourteen because we scored immediately when we got the ball back again. Damn. Yeah, I mean the Bills like overly they weren't overly impressive at all. I mean, we kinda expect that from the Bills though and how they play. You mm-hmm. know what I mean? They usually play down to competition. Like I feel most teams that go up twenty one nothing, I feel like are kind of blowing it out of the water at that point. Yeah. But the Bills just kinda I mean the Steelers are a hard team to do that too, so I don't know. Good performance by them. 
Steelers have a lot of work to do. The state like the Steelers issue has never been talent. Like they have talent on the offensive side of the ball. And their defense is just super hurt. So like I said, I don't know why the fuck I picked them. <laughs> it's gonna get PTSD. I mean, it's already getting nasty and the Twitter and discourses I'm seeing Baker edits like it's it's fucking Oh Lord. This is this is what happens when you don't have a QB. You get Baker edits. Hey, welcome to the club. <laughs> We're gonna go into by far, you know, Reed's team lost by thirty-one points. My team lost by 14 points. The Cowboys got absolutely Riley Reeded <laughs> on national TV. And that wasn't even the worst game. None of our games we already talked about were the worst games. We're going to go into the most boring game of the fuck. And, you know, this was boring. This game collectively was bo- more boring than the second half of the Lions-Rams game. We're going to talk about the Buccaneers 32 to the Eagles who had nine points. Are you saying this game was more embarrassing for the Eagles than the loss for the Cowboys? Yes. Okay. Yeah. Mm, Yeah. I don't disagree necessarily, but the fact that the Cowboys were home and they were seven and a half point favorites and just got blown out of, out of their own building. <laughs> yeah. This is so crazy. Like, and it's not even, it's like a, it's unfortunate that it was the Cowboys because people kind of expect them to lose in the first round. But, but imagine if that was our team, though. If I was a Cowboys fan, man. But, but like, if, if the Steelers were home field and they lost as a seven and a half point, eight point favorite, you know what I mean? And they lost bad or if the Browns did just lose. Yeah. Yeah. Like in the, if the Browns did like we would be getting shit on for four years minimum. If that was us. Yeah. I, I just, I think the Cowboys game was more embarrassing. But this this game that we're about to talk about, this is the saddest game I think I've seen in a long time. I mean, this one this one was almost like it was a team that cared and a team that didn't care. So I'll agree with you in that sense. <laughs> this like because at least like the Packers were like they were cooking, you know. But we were like, whoever the fuck comes out of this NFC South is just going to get fucking blown out. Like, we were saying that the whole time. Of course they played an NFC East team, though. And then they played the NFC Least. <laughs> and they put 32 points on them. Like, yeah. I mean, the Cowboys, the Cowboys game was embarrassing as fuck. You sh- that should just not happen. And the fact that it happened to the Cowboys, who already have known of being embarrassing, funny as fuck. I mean, this was a complete meltdown. But this game, the Eagles and the Buccaneers game, was probably, like I said, the saddest game I think I've ever seen in my life. I can't think of a sadder game. The only sad games I can think of are like 
nasty like division AFC North division games where it's like 13 to 10. I'm like, wow, I really just fucking if I wasn't a fan of the Steelers, I wouldn't have fucking turned this shit on. We're watching 2000s football. But like 32 to 9, like the Eagles downfall needs to be studied. I mean, this this was an utter disaster. I mean, coordinators are getting fired. People are looking at the coach getting fired. Jason Kelsey retired. Well, might retire. Like, this is crazy. And I think it's funny as fuck because Baker did this. And he's done it. He's He retires a lot of people, doesn't he? Shut the fuck up. It's been 22, 36, 337, three touchdowns. What the fuck am I watching? <laughs> yeah, this is Baker, though. It's like, here we are as an underdog in the playoff game. He fucking wins. And then next week, you know what? He's still the underdog next week. That's the thing. So he might perform. So watch out. Watch out. He's dangerous when he's an underdog. But that's how it went. Like, this season... It's almost the same exact thing at the Browns is Baker played a team that was reeling going into the playoffs. <clears throat> Started out super strong, ended up losing like five or six games straight at the end of the year, just like the Steelers in 2020. And then he faces a team that I think in 2020 was the Chiefs. He just couldn't overcome the Chiefs. And then this year he's going to face the Lions who are I mean, also a solid team, so who knows what's going to happen. But, but yeah, I mean, he hooped in this game. To me, the big thing in this game was, like, how are we a professional football team and we can't tackle? Yeah. We can't, we can't tackle. The Eagles secondary, I mean, it might have been the worst back end I've ever seen play a playoff game. Like, ever. It was... I mean... James Bradbury's looking like a whore out there, man. Yeah. <laughs> you just giving it up to anybody. I saw Darius Slay on his face. Like, man, like, it was... This... The, it was it was the poorest excuse of a defense of a, I've ever seen. And, I mean, the Eagles defense has been ass this whole year, but, like... That was, I mean, nothing was going right for the Eagles at all. The Buccaneers stopped their tush push. Shout out Vita Vea. The dude's like fucking 500 pounds. It's probably what I mean. If I was Kelsey, I'd retire. I've been fucking trying to go up against his big ass. But, like, the only one who actually ate for the Eagles was Smitty. Eight of 148. And,. Yeah, it was bad. I mean, I mean Baker putting up three thirty-seven and three touchdowns, and I mean, I mean, I mean, Mike Evans was the fourth, like the four, like forty-eight yards. He's the fourth, fourth receiver receiving option in this game. Kadon eight of eighty-nine, David Moore two sixty-six, Trey Palmer that one catch for fifty-six yards. Like that is embarrassing. Having having to see someone walk and score a touchdown, and I gotta look up who the fuck you are. 
I didn't know who David Moore was. Like what? That's that's just like, like who who like what? What kind of football player do you want to be in life? If you if you letting the fucking Buccaneers be y'all, like the Eagles, the Eagles' downfall was just nasty. I mean, bad. I mean, what 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 do you what do you do if you're like, do you just gut this franchise? You fire everybody, bro. You get, you get, it's just it's just back to back. You get new coordinators again. Man, yeah, I'm probably I'm probably moving on from Sir, uh, Sirianni. You moving on? Yeah, I probably would. I mean, it's such a bad look with like you're beating teams, and he's just like talking that good shit, and then you just go on and fucking skid, man. It is so bad. Yeah, the Eagles. <sighs> yeah, the Eagles. The Eagles just need a reset. It's just like you said. I I just did not see a football. I did not see a NFL regulated national football. Association, league, bullshit, team. I didn't. I didn't see no team. This was JV. And the worst part about it is, you had till Monday to play. You had all this time to prep. <laughs> you had all this time to prep, bro. And you just, ah, man. My team scored more. The Browns scored more than the fucking Eagles. The only team that didn't score more than the Eagles was the Dolphins. And their ass. That's just, man, that's nasty. <sighs> yeah, super sad game. It's very, I mean, very every, every problem we knew the Eagles had going into this game showed. I mean, that's ultimately what it was. So, yeah, I don't, I don't know if they should really be keeping Sirianni. Would you keep anybody on the staff? Like, like I mean, like coordinators and. I mean, yeah, like the O line coach, a hundred percent. I'm keeping. Are you so you're getting rid of the OCDC and coach? I think yeah, definitely. Well, DC, it, that's such a weird situation. Like we don't know the full picture of what was going on with Sean Desai because mm-hmm. he wasn't even bad on the Seahawks. No. I thought it was honestly a decent hire. They're but, saying that they they're giving them they gave him play calling duties and then stripped it and they give it to him and then stripped it and it's just like a circus. Yeah, I don't understand. I just that's, that's that's not the you either give it to him or you just fucking take it away. I don't understand that at all. Like inconsistency is the biggest factor in losing in NFL, in my opinion. Mm-hmm. Like, you can't win games consistently if you don't have um, – you can't win consistently in the NFL if you don't have consistency throughout your team. Mm-hmm. Injury-wise, personnel, scheme, coaching, all of it. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So I just – I don't know. Yeah. I mean, if you hire somebody – like for me, if I hire, like you have to be so bad for me to take away your play calling duties. 
in yeah. mid mid season. So if you just mid, uh, you know that's my fault. That's my fault for hiring you. I'm gonna bite the bullet. We're gonna ride this out for the year, and then you're gone. But going back and forth, having a defense that already continues to get depleted from injuries, and then they just got people back that that are two packs of ass. Having to learn just like new stuff and going back to the old stuff and going back to new stuff and listening to this guy and listening to that guy. Clearly, nobody was on the same page in Philadelphia. Yeah, not at all. But like I say to the fucking Dolphins, y'all did this to yourselves. Y'all lost these games. I have no no sympathy for y'all. Get your shit together. Because I like Jalen Hurts, so get your shit together. But that was our um, recap. Uh, we went two and four on picks, so we were hot garbage. The only ones. Who did you get right? You got the Bucks. You chose the Bucks, right? Bucks and Chiefs. Those are the Bucks only two Chiefs, games. I got right. Chiefs and Lions. That's nasty. <laughs> nasty fucking word. Let's go ahead and get into the divisional round. Go ahead. Go out. Let's get it. Let's get it. Let's get it. First game in the divisional round, the Texans at the Ravens. The Ravens are actually nine and a half point favorites here. Who do you like? Who do you like? Who do you like? That's crazy that you can walk in. Put 45 points on a great defense, and you 10-point underdogs. Hey, Vegas knew what it was. <sighs> Man, does CJ I, do it, bro? I mean, if anybody could do it, it's CJ, but I, I don't see it happening. There's too many There's too many things going on here. The Ravens legitimately have the number one defense consistently throughout the year. Mm-hmm. Home and away. Um, Lamar Jackson and the Ravens have been relatively healthy, which the Browns weren't. A lot of what made the Texans successful against the Browns is the fact that we couldn't run the football Mm -hmm. and that we were on our fourth, fourth QB that likes to turn the ball over. One... Lamar Jackson doesn't turn the football over. If anything, he might not have a great game, but he doesn't turn it over. And two, this is the best rush team in the entire league. Mm -hmm. So the only, and the only way they stay close in this game, in my opinion, is if they can stop the Ravens running. And I just don't see it happening yet with the Texans personnel on defense. So, I mean, I'm picking the Ravens on this one. Yeah, I'm going to pick the Ravens. I just don't see the Ravens not being in the Super Bowl, and I especially don't see them, if they do lose, I don't see them losing to not the Chiefs or the Bills to get to the Super Bowl. Yeah. It's going to be... I do think it'll be a good game, but... Hey, I'm trying to see. I'm trying, I'm trying to see Lamar versus Mahomes in that AFC Championship. 
You're not going to see the truth. <laughs> All right, let's go to the late game on Saturday, the Packers at the 49ers. Another nine-and-a-half-point spread. <sighs> you almost get the feeling that one of these one seeds are going to yeah. lose, right? Script writers need to be in their Duffy owns. It's just... I have more faith in LaFleur to win because he's been there before he's done it. And yeah. I think I think Love's a little bit farther along than Stroud is. Obviously, he's been in the league longer, but he also has better weapons than Stroud. I think it's more possible for the Packers to win against the 49ers than it is the Texans to win against the Ravens. The Packers' run game is very good. Mm-hmm. And... If they can get that going against the 49ers, I think they can win this game. Or at least keep it close. But something's telling me. I, I don't like how many people are liking the Packers this week. Yeah, see, my thing is, like, this is the opposite of what I just said about the Texans and Ravens. I do see the 40... There's, it's hard for me not to see the 49ers make it to the Super Bowl. But the team that I do see beating the 49ers is the Packers. Hey, it's just, good because, just because, like, you're not expecting, like, we didn't expect the Packers to lose the Cowboys. And, like, the same thing with the Texans. Like, it's going to be really hard not to see them at least put up 24 plus. And the 49ers are susceptible. I think the 49ers can get tore up by Jordan Love. It's all about are you going, are you letting touchdowns happen, or are you walking away with field goals? That's going to be the big indicator on this game. Because if if they're going back and forth touchdowns, I can see Jordan Love winning. But if the 49ers are walking out with field goals, like, you know, the Packers scoring field goals, I think the 49ers can smother the Packers out. Um, I'm gonna go 49ers, but I wouldn't touch the spread on this game. Man, 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 man. Let's say you did them dirty last week. You're gonna do them I dirty. Did. I feel like I have to stand on my on business. I feel like I have to do it and pick the Packers this game. Uh-oh. The, the the problem is like I'm I'm certain on the first and last game of this divisional round like I'm not gonna make any rash decision there but the Bucks game and this game one of the favorites is losing mm-hmm. and just thinking about like obviously we'll get into the Bucks and Lions here in a second but just thinking about would I rather put house money on Jordan Love and Matt LaFleur or would I rather put house money on Todd <laughs> Bowles and Baker Mayfield? You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. I think it's I think it's more likely and I think the worst team out of out of the two favorites in those games is the Lions Lions. And I think the Bucks can beat them, but there's just something about the Packers. Like you, you remember a few years ago when Rogers, I think it was his second to last year on the Packers when Mm -hmm. they went to the, or the 49ers came to them actually, Mm -hmm. I think. 
and the 49ers beat them like 13 to 10 or something. Yeah. Hey, this is get back time. We picking the Packers in this game. Get back time. Get back get time. Get back time. All right, let's go to the first Sunday game at three o'clock. The Buccaneers at the Lions. The spread is six and a half. Not very good spreads this game or this week. A lot of dogs won last week, so the spreads are not favorable. Does Baker do it? Does he reach the NFC Championship game? Baker do it. They said no team. Any team that lost to Kirk Cousins in the regular season does not go to the Super Bowl or the Conference Championships, I forget. I think it's Super Bowl, Super Bowl, Super Bowl. So did the Lions get knocked out now or did they get knocked out later? Well, I mean, no, I guess you're right. The... I thought both teams played, though. I thought something had to give. Because didn't Kirk Cousins beat the Bucks? Or am I tripping? I don't think this year. Oh. He beat the he beat the 49ers, though, didn't he? He did. Packers he did. the NFC Championship. <laughs> That'd be fucking disgusting. Um... The Lions, see, the Lions can't do the shit they they pulling against the Rams. They're lucky they got out of that game alive. Um, I'm gonna go Lions. I'm gonna go Lions. I'm gonna go Lions. Damn, I'm gonna pick all favorites, man. Fuck me. That's what's uh, gonna me up. Something's, <laughs> gonna, something's gonna get upset. Yeah, I mean, I'm I'm gonna pick the Lions in this game. Like I said, explaining the Packers. My thought process on that. I'm not picking Baker to win the biggest game of his career. I'm not doing it. Uh, I'm not going to overthink it. I've been doubting the Lions. Purely off hate, bro. Yeah, I mean, this is hate. Listen, no, 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 no. This is not hate. I want the Bucks to win because it helps my agenda for the Lions. Like, I've been shitting on the Lions all year, but sometimes you just have to look past that agenda and pick the better team. And I'm going to pick the lions. If they lose this game at home to Baker Mayfield, I don't want to fucking ever hear about him ever again. So God, he's going to be so unbearable next season. <laughs> the fucking bucks. The not team wrong. that shouldn't even be here. Yep. You're not wrong. All right, let's go to the last game. The game. Everyone wants to see the only mm. technically good game on paper. Um, the Chiefs at the Bills. We've seen this before. They've played, what, three or four times already in the playoffs? Mm-hmm. Can mm-hmm. the Bills get over the hump of the Chiefs and Pat Mahomes? They are three-point favorites at home. This game has to go to OT, right? Nah, man. <laughs> that would be... That just would be just because of all that drama that happened, it has to go to OT, right? That would be something. One of these games has to go to OT just to show, like, the rules. And I think it could be the Chiefs and the Bills. <sighs> Pat Mahomes is going to do it to me again, but I'm going to pick the Bills. I just I just see more out of the Bills that I like than the Chiefs. I think the Bills have uh, a, a better opportunity to make it to the Super Bowl than the Chiefs. and. 
I'm I'm just I'm just going off of faith right now. Cause you know this is this is just like betting against Brady, bro. It's hard. It's so hard to bet against fucking Patrick Mahomes. But you know, it's in Buffalo. Hopefully, hopefully the fans and the Bills can get a get a win out of this. I do think it'll go to OT. But hopefully you think it'll go to OT? I think it'll go to OT. But I think the Bills are gonna get the win. Yeah, I think we all know who I'm picking. I've never, ever in the entire two years of this podcast ever picked against the Chiefs. And I'm just going to keep rolling with it. Patrick Mahomes gets it done again, and he's going to his, what would it be, fifth straight AFC championship game? Mm-hmm. That is nasty. Fifth straight AFC championship game. Why can't we have luck like that? That's why the Bears are, will forever be the worst organization ever. <laughs> I don't even understand. Like, how do you have five straight years of God luck like that? I'm salty. <laughs> yeah, some people just got it better than us, man. That's so fucking ridiculous, man. But yeah, I think I think they get it done. Somehow, I think the Bills are the hottest team in football right now, but mm-hmm. something is just telling me. And probably not. Something's probably not telling me. I just picked the fucking Chiefs anyway. <laughs> Do or die. I picked the Chiefs through all of their struggles this year. But here we are. Going with the Chiefs. Yeah. You've even picked teams like you have you've picked not the Browns. Yeah. But you'd never win against the fucking Chiefs. Yeah, you're right. And I have willingly just spinning on it. I I have the utmost confidence in what Patrick Mahomes is in this league. Is it your favorite quarterback of all time? Uh I don't know about all time, but Who the fuck else would it be? I mean he's He's definitely up there. It's not like there's any Browns quarterbacks, I'll tell you. <laughs> yeah, that's fair. I mean, oh. my favorite QBs were like... My, Q, my favorite QB list is washed, if you look it up like a few <laughs> years ago. Like, it is washed. Because it was... You it was Cam... I mean, it was can't. It was number one was Pat. Number two was Deshaun. Uh, number three was Cam, and number four was Russell Wilson. That list is cooked. Podcasters and and watched players. That list is cooked, but at the time, elite, elite, elite. Hey, we don't like white QBs. That's how we're gonna end the podcast. <laughs> Nasty work. Oh, Lord. All right. We're going to uh, drop the picks and drop the podcast uh, tomorrow or the picks probably uh, before the games happen. Um, and we'll have our border for our win streaks uh, picks that we're going to have. I think we're going to have our battle pick with the Chiefs and the Bills because that's the only one. Well, we differed on two, but the Packers one is just delusional by Reed. So we're probably going to have the Chiefs and Bills be the battle one. Uh, 
But make sure you guys use Winstreaks free app. Make your picks each day, each day, and at the end of the week, they'll tally all the points up that you make. And if you're in the top 100, you will get cash prizes, free, 100% free app. So make sure you get it in on Saturday and Sunday, and add our picks um, for your best chance to win some points and win some money. But make sure you guys can listen to us on Apple Podcasts and Spotify Podcasts. Uh, next season we will be on camera so we will be streaming that on youtube uh, we will still be dropping the audio on uh, apple and spotify podcast but you guys will be able to see us see our faces and interact with us on youtube for next season so we're super excited for that and then we're gonna do a couple more episodes and then straight off to the off season uh if something was to Pop off coaching hires, trades, crazy acquisitions. Uh, we'll make a special episode for those. Um, but other than that, um, we're gonna get a couple more episodes out of us for the season, and then we'll be we'll be done. So thanks a lot, guys, for everybody that's been sticking with us and listening to us throughout the second season. And we can't wait for season three. But for now, we are out. Peace.